You are listening to Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. Welcome to Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. In this episode, we discuss pivotal moments, including NATO's defensive strategies amid Trump's criticisms, Putin's ceasefire proposal in Ukraine, Europe's push for electric vehicle transition, and the creation of a trade corridor linking Europe to India via the Middle East. Join us every day as we delve into the political undercurrents shaping international relations and policy. On to our first story. NATO defence ministers are gathering in Brussels for a pivotal two-day meeting aimed at reinforcing support for Ukraine and engaging with the defence industry on military equipment strategies. Amid these discussions, the pronounced influence of former President Donald Trump's criticisms of NATO and his controversial remarks invites a complex backdrop to the deliberations. The spectre of Trump looms large over the meeting, as top diplomats openly acknowledge the impact of his repeated attacks against NATO. Trump's provocative statements, including an invitation for Russia to target NATO countries lagging in defence investments, have sparked widespread condemnation for endangering alliance solidarity and military safety. US Ambassador to NATO, Julianne Smith, criticises Trump's stance, highlighting the inherent danger and irresponsibility of such comments. Smith's strong rebuke underscores the broader anxiety within the alliance about the potential ramifications of Trump's rhetoric on collective defence and transatlantic security. Amid strategic discussions, speculation about who will succeed Jens Stoltenberg as NATO Secretary-General adds another layer of anticipation to the meeting. The mention of Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte as a potential candidate introduces intrigue into the leadership dynamics within the alliance, reflecting on the ongoing search for strategic and diplomatic direction. Despite US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin's physical absence, his virtual leadership of the Ukraine Defence Contract Group underscores continued US commitment to supporting Ukraine. This meeting is expected to yield further commitments from allies and partners, reinforcing NATO's unified stance in backing Kiev against Russian aggression. The discussion also touches upon the structure and leadership of the Ukraine Defence Contract Group, with suggestions to integrate it more closely with NATO structures being cautiously approached. This consideration reflects concerns about the group's sustainability and effectiveness amidst potential political shifts in the US. Expectations are managed regarding Ukraine's potential NATO membership, with signals of closer alliance ties anticipated without a formal invitation. This nuanced stance highlights NATO's strategic balancing act in supporting Ukraine while navigating the complex geopolitical landscape. Parallel to NATO's deliberations, attention is drawn to Russia's military and economic sustainability. Reports suggest that Russia's war effort could persist for a few more years despite significant financial and material strain, illustrating the enduring challenge posed by Moscow to Western security. As NATO ministers convene in Brussels, 
The discussions transcend immediate military and defence concerns, touching upon leadership, alliance unity, and the broader geopolitical context shaped by internal and external pressures. The outcomes of this meeting will significantly influence NATO's strategic posture and operational readiness in the face of evolving global threats. On to our second story. In a recent revelation, discussions between Russian intermediaries and the United States have come to light, indicating President Vladimir Putin's proposal for a ceasefire in Ukraine. These discussions underscore the complex dynamics at play between the world's two largest nuclear powers amid the continuing conflict in Europe. Russian President Vladimir Putin through intermediaries, including partners in the Middle East, proposed a ceasefire to freeze the conflict in Ukraine at the current lines. This proposal, aimed at halting the war without ceding controlled Ukrainian territories, represents a significant overture from Moscow, yet comes with the conditions that challenge the conflict's resolution framework. The United States, emphasising the inclusion of Ukraine in any peace talks, rejected Putin's approach. This stance reflects Washington's commitment to not engaging in discussions that sideline Ukraine's participation and sovereignty, highlighting the deep divide between the negotiating parties' positions. The failure of these preliminary contacts between Russia and the United States marks a continuation of hostilities into a third year, illustrating the immense challenge of finding common ground. The lack of official engagement and reliance on indirect communications via intermediaries underscores the complexities of diplomatic negotiations in the conflict. A US official clarified that America has not engaged in back-channel discussions with Russia, reaffirming the principle of standing firmly with Ukraine. This clarification dispels notions of unofficial negotiations and emphasises the US position of supporting Ukraine's fight for its territorial integrity and sovereignty. Despite the setback, sources close to the Kremlin express Putin's genuine interest in discussing a ceasefire while also conveying readiness to continue the conflict if necessary. This dual stance reveals a nuanced approach to peace talks, reflecting both a desire for dialogue and a preparedness for prolonged conflict. With further contacts between Russia and the United States on the issue now deemed unlikely by Russian sources, the continuation of the war seems inevitable. This situation leaves the international community at a crossroads, seeking viable paths to peace while navigating the geopolitical interests and the demands of the involved parties. The recent developments in the Ukraine conflict involving Putin's ceasefire proposal and the US's response, highlight the enduring challenges of the diplomatic engagement in resolving the crisis. As the war enters its third year, the quest for a peaceful resolution remains fraught with complexity and contention. Now on to our third story. As Europe navigates the critical path towards its green ambitions, Internal Market Commissioner Thierry Breton addresses the automotive industry with a stark warning and a call to action. 
Europe stands at a pivotal moment with the need to accelerate the shift to electric vehicles becoming increasingly urgent against the backdrop of global competition and environmental imperatives. Breton's message to the car industry is clear. Europe must enhance its competitiveness in the EV market to prevent losing ground to Chinese manufacturers. The risk of becoming net importers of vehicles and the potential job losses across the continent highlight the economic and strategic stakes involved in the green transition. While the European Union has set ambitious targets to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 90% by 2040, Breton underscores the gap between setting goals and achieving them. The real challenge lies in ensuring effective implementation, making the transition from ambition to tangible success. To bridge this gap, Breton emphasises the need for Europe to bolster its capabilities in producing and recycling batteries domestically. The focus extends beyond manufacturing to include the development of charging infrastructure and the enhancement of power grids to support the widespread adoption of electric vehicles. The Commissioner's remarks serve as a rallying cry for the European car industry to innovate and adapt. By making electric vehicles more affordable and advancing battery technology within Europe, the continent can secure its position in the global automotive landscape and safeguard its economic future. Thierry Breton's address to car industry representatives marks a critical juncture in Europe's green transition. As the continent strives to fulfil its environmental and economic goals, the push for a more robust and self-sufficient EV ecosystem becomes a central pillar of Europe's strategy for a sustainable future. On to our final story. In a move set to reshape the landscape of international trade, India and the United Arab Emirates have signed an agreement to create a trade corridor connecting Europe to India via the Middle East. This ambitious plan, announced during Prime Minister Narendra Modi's visit to the Gulf state, seeks to foster deeper economic ties and regional integration. The corridor aims to stretch from India across the Arabian Sea to the UAE, proceeding through Saudi Arabia and then linking through Jordan and Israel to Europe. This strategic route underscores a vision to bridge continents, enhance trade efficiency and promote economic growth across these regions. The agreement builds upon over a century of trade links between India and the UAE, a testament to the enduring economic partnership between these nations. The personal rapport between Modi and UAE President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan further cements the collaborative spirit underpinning this venture. The initiative emerges against the backdrop of ongoing regional instability, notably the conflict in Gaza, which has challenged US-backed efforts to integrate Israel with its Arab neighbours. Despite these challenges, the India-UAE agreement signals a commitment to advancing connectivity and economic cooperation. The establishment of the India Middle East Economic Corridor may serve as a counterbalance to China's Belt and Road Initiative, offering an alternative framework for regional connectivity. This development highlights the shifting geopolitical landscape and the strategic manoeuvres by states to position themselves within it. 
accompanying the corridor agreement, India and the UAE have signed a bilateral investment treaty and exchange cooperation agreements in areas such as electrical interconnection, trade and digital infrastructure. These accords signify a multifaceted approach to the deepening bilateral ties and fostering economic integration. Modi's visit to the UAE, marked by significant diplomatic engagements and community outreach, underscores India's commitment to strengthening its relations with the Gulf region. The Prime Minister's active engagement reflects India's broader foreign policy objectives and its pursuit of strategic partnerships. The agreement between India and the UAE to establish a trade corridor connecting Europe to India through the Middle East represents a significant stride towards regional connectivity and economic cooperation. As this initiative unfolds, it holds the potential to redefine trade routes, enhance economic integration and shape the future of international relations. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the complex world of global politics. Remember, our mission is to keep you informed and engaged with the undercurrents that drive change and influence decisions on a daily basis. Stay tuned for our next episode, and until then, keep exploring the depths of political knowledge. I'm Alexander Quilliam, and this has been Political Undercurrents. Have a successful day.